Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of The Wayward Dragons. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about quote-unquote drugs and mind-altering substances, mind-altered, um, or altered consciousness. Yes. Uh, a brief disclaimer before we start. We here at The Wayward Dragon Podcasts are merely sharing information and are going to be sharing some personal experiences here. Uh, we yes. fully believe in bodily autonomy and you do what's right for you and your practices and what's right for yes. you as an individual. Uh, if mm-hmm. you have substance abuse issues in any way, shape or form, be it with any of the substances we're going to be talking about today or any other substances, I encourage you to seek help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things from a historical and a, uh, you know, occult metaphysical standpoint. So, uh, just as a warning, if any of those things may be triggering to you because of life experiences and stuff, you know, we hope we, we don't scare you off with this. Uh, if you feel like you need to turn this episode off, we totally understand. Just, we'll... You know, you get to hear our voice next episode. Your well-being is what's most important to us. Yes. All that being said, again, welcome to the Wayward Dragons. I'm your uh, confidant of all sorts of nerdy shit, Johnny. And I'm joined by my lovely co-host from across the country. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, my fiance is actually joining us for this one. Yep, so we have a special guest that's joining us that has has some experience on a personal level with different sorts of uh, yeah. consciousness-altering substances. Yes, definitely. <laughs> once, once, once he steps in. Uh, but before we get started with all that fun stuff, Kelsey, how have you been doing? I've been doing okay. Um, coming up on the strike vote for my first job so i might be out of my first job for a minute so yeah slowing down at my second one because it's turning fall small blessings i know yeah we're actually about at the equinox if i am looking at the right calendar oh god bless it You've got a wedding to plan, so, you know, small blessings. Maybe you'll have a little extra time for that stuff. Yes. Yeah. By the time, well, a week after this comes out is when autumn begins. So, yeah. Starting to do that. Um, about to start looking at venues. Slowing down at my other job. Don't know if I'm going to have a first job for a minute. So, Yeah. Hey, life changes. Life changes are a good thing. That's how we grow. Yeah. Well, it's also like once we get married, I'm not staying at my first. How have you been? Um, good. Mostly just working even more because you know, gay capitalism and supply and demand and all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, I've been working for a while now, six day weeks. This week they had us on ten hour days. So it's just, you know, it's it's draining. Uh, I did manage to 
do something phenomenal because it's me and you know <laughs> you know what that thing is hmm. how many books did i say i would read before this episode i don't remember like nine or something it was 11. <laughs> do you know how many i got through how many it was 11. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I managed to do that, but, you know, uh, 10 of those audiobooks, because I can listen to audiobooks at work, so that was a plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Because I only managed to get through one. So. That's better than my none from last episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, my defense, that audiobook was almost 20 hours. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Those James Rollin books get long. Like, they're yeah. really long. So, so the ten of the books that I read were from a book series called The Chronicles of Dragon, which is a, a really enjoyable urban fantasy, or not urban fantasy, a really enjoyable high fantasy series uh, about a boy who is technically, he's technically a dragon, but he was born a boy, and it's his whole transformation and struggle and growth hmm. as an individual and it's your typical high fantasy of course there's a bunch of dragons there's dwarves elves and all sorts of other things yeah have you um watched any of the new lord of the rings show i have not that i've been working so much i am so far behind on so many things um. Next next episode we'll talk about it. Okay, uh, yeah, and then other than that series, I managed to read uh, do, do, do a brief history of Vice by Robert Evans, which is where part of our information comes from today. Uh, really freaking awesome book. The guy who wrote it works for Cracked, which Cracked is a media outlet, I guess you could say. Uh, online, uh -huh. they do different YouTube videos and articles and stuff like that. But he goes Crack into, them. yep, he goes into how uh, you know, how booze, sex, trash talk, and tripping built our civilization, and how it influenced us as a culture since the very beginning. I can believe that. And uh, sure. let's. Like I said, I'll be going into that a little bit more. But uh, what about you? What if what books did you get managed to get done? I read The Last Oracle by James Rollin. So basically, it goes into the. You know, I will say it's a very interesting concept. Of, um, it starts out with them raiding the um temple of at the oracle of delphi and how they escape and stuff like that and um obviously it's a like there's always like a group in this book that's like wants to be like the superior race or like fix the world in some way and they figure out through basically genetically engineering autistic kids that they can 
make these super gifted autistic kids. And one of them is the last oracle that basically saves the world. So it's basically how the U.S. government is up against people who want to make the world not necessarily pure, but kind of get rid of some suspicious people. That vaguely makes me think of a movie I saw back in the early 2000s that I don't remember the name of it, but it was something similar along those lines. But in the book, they talk about a lot of, like, um, autistic things, so, like, strumming and um, a lot of animals. They have, like, a, a zoo within the compound of these kids because they, they find that the animals calm the kids down. <laughs> And I go, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, you know. But I think it's interesting that, like, they basically narrowed it down to, like, these oracles were, like, autistic. And, like, exposed to um, methane gas, basically. Um, And they tripped and sloshed it. That's the only one I've managed. They were, like, 20 hours. And then I forgot my headphones a couple of days at work, so... That stinted progress. Well, yeah. it, it looks like <laughs> our guest has joined us. No, she has. And he doesn't read. Do <laughs> uh, you want to introduce? Yeah. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach, Kelsey's fiance. <laughs> and uh, I was brought on because I have some special... Uh, experiences that these other two have not yes especially me yeah yeah i've had a few i'm just i'm sure not as vibrant as yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can't even count probably i don't know upwards of 20 to 30 trips i've had with uh psychedelic mushrooms okay i didn't know it was that many Okay. <laughs> what do you do after I go to bed? <laughs> it's been a few years now. Psychedelic like mushrooms, that's the answer. <laughs> so uh yeah, as as we stated earlier, you know, it this is just you know we're here to give out the information and share personal experiences. Uh we are not suggesting that anyone go do these things. Or right. forcing anyone to go do these things. Um, do what's right for you. And do what's right for your own well-being and your personal practices. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's important to define, because you know a lot of the things that go into hallucinogenics and stuff uh, get defined as drugs. Along with a lot of other things, and I think it's would be important for us to define that because there's the you know there's one belief that anything that doesn't come from nature is a drug, and then there's the definition that a drug is anything that alters the mind or state of being. Okay. Uh, Think about it though, and how many different animals and other beings in nature do the same thing? mm -hmm. Seek alternate states. Yeah, that's one of the things that I want to talk about. And actually, one of the things they talk about in this book, uh, which I know you're not a big reader, but I feel like you would love this book, Zach, because it's 
it's really fascinating. Uh, one of the things they talk about is how, you know, they found uh, early, well, I, our earliest ancestors, they found evidence that they, you know, got drunk and did drugs and stuff. Uh, one of the what, a species that's actually here now, that's kind of a distant relative of ours, primarily survives off of the fermented sap from a particular type of pine tree, or not pine tree, sorry, palm tree. And, you know, they literally do it. They get drunk, they trip balls, and that's where they get their energy from. They just live their best lives. Sounds like a great time. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a recipe in this book on how to make that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's got recipes in it for like all sorts of things. <laughs> how does it taste? That is a very good question. Um, so based off of the description that is given, it tastes like a combination between melted Skittles and semen. Okay. <laughs> that sounds absolutely disgusting. Uh, apparently it's really good in coffee. Okay. Uh, Sorry, we're eating. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, so the theory is is that you know, ten million years ago, uh, our early ancestors did this, and they would eat food that started to become fermented because they needed the energy, they needed the caloric intake, uh, and yeah. so they would do it for extra energy because, I mean, unless you get too drunk, you know, past that point, uh, I think it's common knowledge that uh you get a bit of an energy boost with alcohol. A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And so they would do that to do their regular activities and it was easier for them to survive. Uh, there's also a fun, and this will, I guess, Zach, this is more your area of expertise, but there's actually a theory uh, that was released by John Hopkins University. And the theory is based off evidence that, uh, Apparently, it was backed up by scientists from Hebrew University and University of Zurich as well. But uh, they found evidence and believe that the reason why the human brain evolved the way it did was because of psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah, there's a theory that um, basically the whole evolution of any kind of species, like especially us, like is from fungal growth you know um there's a theory that basically we separated from fungi and instead of us consuming our nutrients um like they do ex um like outside of the body you know we do that process inside of the body yeah and that's i i think that's an interesting theory within itself uh but it's the whole kind of for sure <laughs> Well, the whole concept of, you know, us taking chemicals to change our mindset and to allow us to view things in a different light or to experience things in a different light, I think is fairly interesting. Because, I mean, it's the, the whole experience with, you know, like, I mean, I've, you know, I've experienced a few different things in life, but uh, just something that can cause your brain to change that vibrational frequency and get you to a heightened state of awareness. I think it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, look at caffeine. Mm -hmm. Coffee's a prime example. How many people out there drink coffee nowadays and they can't function without coffee? Mm -hmm. Every morning. 
<laughs> every morning. So yeah, it, it brings your it brings your awareness up. So I I think that's a key role in who we are now, and for a lot of people, I think it might be a key role to the next evolutionary state as well. Mm-hmm. So would you mind sharing with us some of your fun experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start off by saying um, psychedelics, like you got to go into it in the right headspace. Um, I mean, people talk about having bad trips and stuff like that. I've never really walked like done it and looked back at it and thought it was a bad experience. Um, now I will say if you are going through a lot of things in your head, you know, you're not in the right space, definitely do not even think about doing any, you know, until you kind of get your stuff sorted out. Um, but every time I've done them, um, even at kind of lower doses, you get this weird feeling come over you that, you know, you're, everything's connected, like everything's beautiful. It alters like your vision, how you kind of see things kind of distorts things a little bit. Um, when I get up into the higher doses, I actually see a lot of like, if I close my eyes, I see a lot of geometric patterns and sacred geometry stuff. Yeah. And like myself, like my, my beliefs is that's like kind of the underlying, um, geometry of creation and you know stuff like that you know everything's waves frequencies and you know patterns and stuff like that but for me i mean it's a beautiful experience it's kind of like a uh it's not like a ecstasy where you go out and you party on it and stuff like that it's very much a venture into your own mind you know into Basically, the universe as a whole is how I see it. Okay. So have you ever experienced, uh, are you, I'm assuming, are you familiar with uh, the machine elves at all? So I've heard of the elves, um, never experienced them. Uh-huh. I have heard in higher doses of, you know, taking magic mushrooms that you can come into contact with them. It's more so a DMT experience. Right. Um, where people because like when you take magic mushrooms like yeah you're not really here on this planet but you are at the same time whereas dmt like just takes you to another world and you're just gone mm-hmm. well and with dmt dmt is actually so i don't know how familiar you are with ayahuasca but the actual chemical component in ayahuasca uh by itself doesn't cause anything to happen you actually need components from DMT to activate it. And, you know, there's, there's plants that naturally produce DMT, but they cause that whole trip. And that's a whole other thing. Uh, do you have much knowledge or any experience with ayahuasca at all? No, other than hearing about some ceremonies and uh, hearing people's experiences with it. I don't have any personal experience with it. Just what I've, some videos I've seen on the internet. Gotcha. So, so for our listeners, ayahuasca is a, uh, the plant itself is a vine from South America and they typically mix it and make like a, I believe it's a tea 
with it, and it's a whole process. It's like a whole becoming a man or becoming a woman type process, and uh, you invite this, and it makes you face your truest self. And so a lot of people have, you know, bad reactions to it if they're not comfortable with who they are, if they have, you know, not great headspace. I guess it's a way to say it. Uh, but there's there's a lot of interesting uh, interesting stories involving that that you can find online. I think the most... Sorry, there's a lot of people who use uh, the ayahuasca cer- ceremony and stuff to um, overcome alcohol addictions. Yep. Uh, addictions of, you know, stronger drugs or different things in their life. Um, same thing with magic mushrooms. A lot of people who have taken these substances um you ask them and they say that it's the most like that it was uh the biggest impact in their life like positive impact in their life yeah and i mean i i myself have done magic mushrooms a few times some of one of the which i definitely overdid it because they were (laughs) they were they were strong and i so being the type of neurodivergent I am, I have to have constant stimulation. And when I did them, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, got to do something, got to do something, got to do something. And so I just start pacing back and forth, and I'm like, I need constant stimulation, any constant stimulation, because there was nothing for me to do. But I just, like, I had to do something. I had to move. That's funny. Yeah, it was, it was something, is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh but then I've also I've also have experience with microdosing, which is nice and it makes you feel. I guess the best way I can say it is it's probably the closest thing to normal. Someone who is neurodivergent can feel without pumping their body full of all sorts of artificial chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people too are ditching antidepressants and doing microdose of psilocybin mushrooms right well and that's that's a fascinating thing in itself uh, with the whole ditching medication because there's actually people who are using it to like treat ptsd and it's effective it's a fairly effective way to treat ptsd it's a fairly effective way to you know treat all sorts of other issues that they have and that they deal with and it's it's fascinating to me uh but on the spiritual side, you know, throughout history, you've had, you know, different cultures that have done different sorts of hallucinogens uh, for spiritual purposes. Yeah. And, like, in the brief history of ice, it actually talks about there was uh, the first time Europeans witnessed tobacco being used. They would actually, t- they actually took it and it was like a forked straw that they put in their nostrils. And they actually smoked it out of the end of like a porch straw through their nose. And Up because of the hot, yeah, it was a much higher concentration of pure tobacco that we have now. So there's like more nicotine and stuff. And it actually, you know, hit the membrane on the inside of their nose and pretty much straight shot to their brain. And they were like laying on the ground, rolling around. Uh, and many of them were hallucinating. Smoking tobacco. I think that's why they called it snuff. Um, like chewing tobacco, they used to yeah. snuff. Yeah, that's where that came from. Huh. 
I was unaware of that. That's interesting. Hmm. Look at you, yeah. old factoids. <laughs> yeah, Alex told me that one day. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I make something that uh, it's an experience in itself uh, because of a nickname that I have, which from friends at con and stuff, it's given, it's been given a name of Spike Juice. And uh, it is an experience within itself. Um, one of my friends actually described it as being the closest he will ever come to experiencing Hiawasa. But it's literally, it's just homemade acid. <laughs> but it, it'll make you face some things. It'll make you change your perspective on things. Uh, there have been deep discussions between partners after drinking it. Uh, and it was a big make or break thing on their relationship. Wow. And it's literally just, you know, a shot. Like just taking a shot. Yeah. Yep. Well, you made it in your laboratory. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, my, my evil science lab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some friends that refer to me as an alchemist, and I'm like, not really an alchemist. It's just infusing alcohol with herbs. But sure. But, uh, yeah, I got a who like, um, you know, knows how to decarbolate stuff, and okay, he's like, yeah, he's he's he should be a scientist. Oh, Nate? Yeah, Nate. When Nate I hear him talk about that cool stuff, person. like, he makes me feel stupid. <laughs> he does. You're saying so many big words. I don't even know, like, what it's you're talking about. It's fun to do, though. Like, it's... He's super smart. He's <laughs> such an intelligent human being when it comes to all this stuff. Because we go frisbee golfing, and, like, the two of them, that's what they talk about, is that sort of stuff. And biggest hippie I've ever met in my life smartest hippie i've ever met when huh. it comes to that like oh yeah Super. a lot of hippies are uh they can be pretty far out there but yeah no that's that's interesting huh yeah. so you said you've had several different trips you said about 20 or so have you ever had any that you could say particularly were spiritual in nature in some way shape or form i'd say any of the trips that i've done that are like four grams like, cause that's enough to where, like, you're just locked up on the couch, can't move, you know, and, um. Do you want to kind of explain the dosage? Like, what qualifies as, like, a hero dose and, like, the ego death and all that stuff? So, hero, a hero dose, um, is supposedly, like, for, it depends because every mushroom varies in strength, but. Um, for cubensis mushrooms, they say about five grams is a hero dose. Honestly, um, the ones that I had a lot higher in strength than typical cubensis. So I would take four grams of them. Like I would be up in that hero dose. And, um, a lot of people talk about, um, experiences of ego death, which is definitely a thing. <laughs> it's, uh. I've kind of been that way my whole life, though, as far as, like, not really having much of an ego and, you know what I mean, just... Does that ego not happen when it's, when it's a higher dosage or does that happen on the lower end of the spectrum? 
Uh, so ego dose is going to be the higher, the, the higher, higher into the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're microdosing, you're not going to have that. No. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> when you were taking the four grams or more. Oh. Um, four times you've taken four grams or more. But yeah, like every time I take a higher dose, like, you know, I close my eyes, like I said, just seeing nothing but geometric patterns and stuff like that. Um, and to me, that's kind of, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm seeing through the veil a little bit on what's underneath this reality. Set the mood for us. Walk us through what you do as far as any sort of preparations, uh, do's and don'ts that you've learned over the years, anything that you enjoy doing while you <coughs> while you're dosing, like say music or anything like that. Music is definitely um, definitely a big thing for me. Um, like I said, going into it, you want to have the right intentions. Um, if you're having a crappy day, that's not a good day to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, being out in nature. Um, so there's been multiple times we've taken them and we're in the house and you just <laughs> feel cooped up. You want to spread your wings and, you know, mm-hmm. go. So, you know, we've walked down paths and stuff like that. Had a bunch of different experiences there um Mm -hmm. but make sure um if you are going to do these um make sure that there is someone who is not on them who can they call it a trip guide so i mean myself like i haven't really (laughs) done anything stupid while i was on them but i mean Mm -hmm. people can hurt themselves you know you can't really move around as (laughs) good as you think (laughs) you're a little little tipsy on your toes you know yeah well and like for you you kind of become one with whatever you're sitting on so like helping you to like get outside to like smoke your cigarette or like getting you water like that's where i come in or even like helping him get to bed because like he's up for hours hours yeah you can't just you can't just make it stop so (laughs) definitely plan your day for that (laughs) like okay i'm gonna black out the next eight hours (laughs) or so until i come back to this planet yeah Um, a lot of people i know lose their appetite there's actually this great comedian that mm -hmm. does this whole bit he does this Mm -hmm. bit i'll see if i can find it some of you guys but uh he's talking about how him and his partner uh they had done some mushrooms and they were like super fucking baked and then they were into it for several hours and then they realized, shit, we haven't eaten all day. They're like, wait, mm-hmm. all we have to eat is the rest of these mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So you can imagine how poorly that goes. Yeah. Well, even for him, like, I can't eat near him because, like, the sound of the food for him, like, instantly is a no-no. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have to go eat somewhere else. Like, macaroni and cheese. There was one time I ate macaroni and cheese, and I thought he was going to throw up. Yeah, the sound of it stirring up. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, you got to go. It was making my stomach turn. I was like, I mean, just the sound, the sound in general for macaroni and cheese makes me feel a little, like, uncomfortable anyways. Yeah. 
and that makes a lot to make me feel uncomfortable. But yeah, then I can just imagine with the hypersensitive yeah. state yeah. how it would feel. Yeah. It was not good. But yeah, I'm I I cannot eat Mm-mm. until I start coming down. Yeah. And even then it's a lot smaller than what you normally eat. Yeah. So definitely, I mean same thing with drinking water. Like I don't really drink water or anything much of any any of that while I'm on them. So preparing to hydrate beforehand, you know, so you don't get dehydrated during your trip or anything like that. So be smart about it. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, hey, we're going to, he's going to do this. I mean, that's literally what happens, but. <laughs> like... <laughs> but yeah, I mean. And you do a lot of different stuff. Sometimes you'll stand, you'll sit there and play video games. Mm-hmm. Like I will say too, like sometimes I take lower doses and go play Call of Duty or something, and it's like I freaking am just so tuned in, like ten times better than I usually am. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of uh, similar experiences. Um, this guy at this bar, like, uh, what was it? I think they had like a super tiny hammer and they had to hit the nail on the head and like, I don't know, win a prize or whatever. They hit it so many times they win a prize. And this guy just kept winning and winning and like people were asking him what was going on. He's like, oh, I took, you know, a micro dose before I came here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what he attributed it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I mean, you even have a playlist too. So if you're not playing video games, we have um almost like blackout curtains because he'll like lay in the living room and I won't say he's got, we have a, an Amazon device. I can't say it because my laptop, it'll activate. Um, you mean Alexa? Yeah. You can say it. <laughs> I can't. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> no, no, I've already activated it before. Um, but he has a playlist that he'll play through Pandora, too. Okay. Sometimes it's too high of a dosage. But it, it's one of those things of he can't have the lights on. It's completely black. Or he'll, like, go in the living room or in the bedroom if he's started a trip during the day. And I haven't gone to bed. He'll start in the bedroom where it's completely dark. Is it just, like, slow jams? No. So I, I like to listen to, like, more techno music okay. while I'm on them. Um, I don't really like lyrics and stuff like that. Like, I just like the music. Yeah, like it, Daft it's Punk. Instrumental. It's almost like Daft punk Yeah. Kind of house. Yeah. So, well, so it's funny you should mention that. One of the other things they talk about in this group, or in this book, and it's actually one of the theories for Stonehenge. Uh, one of the theories for Stonehenge is that it's an old concert venue. And it basically, they would do like a drum circle around it. And they actually did an experiment. Like the guy who wrote the book, they did, a group of people did an experiment. And apparently, as of course, sound waves can affect you different ways. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, sound waves can actually cause you to go into a trip. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've been at drum circles and stuff. And there's definitely a different feeling there. I don't know if you've ever experienced a drum circle. Either one of you? No, I have not. If you are able to find one in your area, I highly suggest going to it. Um, 
typically you'll have like a bunch of people sitting around in a circle. A lot of times it's outside because there's a fire in the middle. And they'll literally just be playing a drum. They're like percussion drums. Uh, you know, it's like a djembe or, you know, something like that. Uh, and people are just going to town. You typically have one or two people that are leading the circle. And everyone else just kind of follows. And it's, you can definitely zone out and get into a different state of mind with that. Uh, there's also a lot of people that, while that's going on, they'll dance around the fire or they'll spin poi. Mm-hmm. Which I've also seen people spin poi while they're, uh, while they've dosed. Hmm. But typically it's, you know, either fire poi or LED poi. So you've got the light that's spinning around. But I will say for you, yours is a more of a solo adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, like, my brother and uh, one of my buddies, they like to all get together. Like, we just went canoeing recently and took them. But, yeah, for me, that's not really... I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but it's more of a journey inside your mind than yeah. a party drug. Yeah. I, I can see that. I mean, I don't, I don't really see it as a party drug. It's... Like I said, with the whole drum circle and stuff, because most of the people that are there are there for the same reason, and it's not, hey, let's get fucked up. It's more of a, hey, let's get in tune with ourselves and get in tune with nature. So, yeah, that's... uh, Is there anything you would suggest people to completely avoid while doing this if they're going to attempt to do it? And, you know, that being said, yes, we are aware that in a lot of countries, a lot of these substances are controlled and or illegal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do this at your own discretion. Yes. So anything that gives you kind of paranoia, um, for me, like when we've done a mountain, a public setting, that has definitely made it a little bit uncomfortable for me. Um, just because, you know, you don't know what this guy is going to think of you and stuff like that, you know. Um, we've actually had people who kind of knew what was going on. I heard them talking amongst themselves like, oh yeah, they're on psychedelics. and <laughs> You know, so just... Like, um, shit, they're onto us. Yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I can gather right now. Just be in the right headspace and mm-hmm. be in the right space like physically too. Set and setting. Good. Yeah. Good philosophy. I know my first exposure to anyone else doing it. Uh, what year was that? I gotta look up a year right now. Just give me a second. Suddenly you turn into the giggles. Oh, yeah. Like. Bust up so hard laughing, just cannot stop. <laughs> there was one time, if you do not know the comedian Shane Smith, he is a complete nerd. Like, mm-hmm. has the sort of of Lord of the Rings tattooed on his face. Alright? He's an absolute nerd. And there was one time I'm scrolling Facebook. He's not on this planet. And I'm just like scrolling through Shan Smith's videos and he was laughing so hard he was crying. Yeah, he was talking about like <laughs> beating up some kids and shit and I'm over there just losing my shit. <laughs> like, he turns into the giggles. So back in 2006... You know, many, many moons ago. Uh, 
my brother, me, my brother, and one of his friends uh, all went to see the movie 300. Oh, fuck yeah. Great movie. Well, <laughs> my brother and his friend decided to take about two grams each before going into the movie. <laughs> we tell you, being, being the sober person and dealing with that was interesting, especially mm-hmm. considering I did not know exactly what I was going to be dealing with. Yeah. Because I didn't know until we said, because we did it in the car, and I didn't know that they had done them until we sat down for the movie. My brother's like, all right, it's about to kick in. They're about to kick in. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, the mushrooms we just ate. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. How did that go for him? Um, I think he enjoyed it mostly. He... His favorite part, I think, was the uh, vibrant reds and just how they hit. Luckily, he didn't have any sort of bad trip or anything like that. He was just kind of there focused on the bright, vibrant colors. Yeah. In that movie, the only bright, vibrant color, I think, is red. So. Yeah. And, like, skin tone. Like. Yeah be an olive toned. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the time that you microdosed for a minute? Uh, so I tried out microdosing for a little bit and um, it definitely like helped out my productivity. Um, mm-hmm. I like was getting all kinds of shit done around the house. Um, it's like yeah. I was like, what are you doing? You were dancing. I got in the craft room. Okay. Um, like, I didn't for know our listeners, you. for our listeners, Kelsey's randomly motioning around. And it looks like she's dancing. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got my craft room. This is when he was microdosing. Cool. Yeah, I didn't really do it for any other reason other than to see how it would go. Um, gotcha. And, I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, I just kind of fell off from doing it. Uh, I've actually thought about starting it back up, but I don't know. We'll see. Now, have you ever, you said you played video games. Is it just like, you said, was it Call of Duty that you play? Yeah, mainly. Is is that the only video game that you play while you do it, or are there others? No, that's, I think that's about the only one I've played. While I was on them, you haven't played Rocket League. No, is it? It might be too complicated. No, Rocket League. I've been playing recently. I'm not familiar with what that is. Car soccer. Car yeah. soccer. Yep. Easiest way I can explain it. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. cars fly too. Yeah, him and a couple of his other work buddies. They all after I get, like when I go to bed, they play. I feel like uh, the creators of that did more than microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know what would be cool? Well, Let's make course. a soccer game, but, like, with cars. <laughs> oh, man, like, Twisted Metal? Yeah, but, like, you're just playing soccer. You would be even better? <laughs> no, man, what's that? Let's, uh, let's make the cars fly, man. Oh, dude, that sounds sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he loves playing it, so <laughs> can't complain too much. 
Yeah, complain. Yeah, no, I mean, as long as you're having fun and no one's getting hurt. Uh, yeah. Said, it's definitely that something that I think a lot of more people should experience if it were, weren't so illegal. Um, but, you know, legality aside, if I think if people are comfortable with it and are able to get a hold of it, then they should definitely try it at least once in their life. Yeah. He keeps trying to get me to do it with him. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not like heroin, you know, or anything like that where you can overdose on it. Like, it's one of the right. safe um, medicinal plants out there. Like, yeah. For what it does, it, it's incredibly safe and everything. Like, you don't have to worry about other than, you know, keeping hydrated and stuff while you're on it. And if you have any mental illnesses, don't recommend it. Yeah. And that's the thing with any sort of hallucinogen. I would, you know, be very hesitant if you have been diagnosed with any sort of mental illness or any sort of, you know, issues like that. Uh, as we've said multiple times throughout the podcast, we are very pro-therapy, encourage people to yeah. get help that they need where they can get it. Uh, I know that's not always the case. Uh, Or I know getting it isn't always easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially here in the U.S. Yeah, there are plenty of tools out there to uh, allow people to kind of search for that nowadays uh, here in the U.S. And, you know, they have where you can do it online. There's a lot of therapists Mm -hmm. that'll do sliding scales and stuff like that as far as it based off income uh and i hate Mm -hmm. saying this because a lot of them are pushy in a religious manner but there's also a lot of you know groups out there that are that will do community outreach therapy uh but the only downside is is half the time you have to hear them say well you know your problem is you need jesus and it's like no i need something that stops the intrusive thoughts of where i'm walking down the side of the road and I have a random thought in my brain that says, hey, there's a dump truck coming. It'd be cool if you jumped out in front of it. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's not really something that's easily fixed because that's the way brains work. Yeah. But there's there's things to help with that. Yeah. Well, Big, big Pharma doesn't want you using natural things either. So. Well, no, because that takes out of their pocket, but... It... Yeah. But that... We would double the time on this episode if we would double the time on this episode if I went on a rant about Big Pharma. Uh, (laughs) Previous job that I had, I had to deal with Big Pharma. Previous job I had to deal with Big Pharma on a daily basis, and it's yeah, yeah. This is this is yeah. This is the only thing I will say is my my stepbrother has ODD and ADHD and a slew of other acronyms. And when he became 18, he started doing CBD. And this poor child has been on a lot of medication his whole life, from Big Pharma, to control his mental behavior stuff. And he has found that CBD 
a natural occurring thing helps him a lot more than any of the medications that he's taken over the years. Yeah, because you can get tinctures fairly cheap. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm the big pothead, you know, big sister, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to tell you to go do it, but it's like, there's a reason why these things are naturally out into the world for you to do. And our ancestors have done these things for thousands, millennia, you know. Yeah, and it's, you know, they did it for, they did it for spiritual path, uh, you know, spiritual yeah. practices. They did it for uh, rites of passage for both male and females. They, and like every other gender that their specific tribes and cultures believe in, uh, you know, they did it for peace treaties. Yep. Oh, yeah. So there's, and even if, you know, even if we have, like, because I don't know if we have any Christian listeners or if, you know, some Christian person will stumble upon this or whatever, but, uh, you know, even if you are from a Christian mindset and you believe, okay, hey, the, or Jewish mindset or, you know, Islamic uh, mindset, it's, if you believe that, hey, the, you know, Yahweh's Judaic Christian God created everything on this earth. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think he created something that's there to help you in these yeah. situations? No, no. He thinks it just happen. No, if it's a naturally occurring thing, then why can't I not take it? If all I get is so I think I'm slightly dehydrated and I have the munchies, then fuck, I'm gonna take them. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think the moral of this is, uh, you know, kids, don't do drugs unless you want to. <laughs> and if you want to, do them in a safe place yes. with either yourself or with people you trust. Make mm-hmm. sure you take the proper steps and make sure you do them responsibly. If you're going to do them responsibly, if they are causing you issues in your life and causing your life to fall apart, seek help. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Always, always have a trip advisor. Always, yeah. always have a trip advisor if you're gonna do that sort of stuff. Yep, always a good idea. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't like scratch in my throat. No, nah, I can't fine. get out. Ugh. No, you're fine. I was like, we're getting over getting sick, so there's a lot of sniffles and coughing on our end. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm dying. I mean, we're all slowly dying, technically. Yeah. I think my body's just tired from all the work. I was actually, yeah. right before we started this, uh, I had D&D, and I was starting to doze off during D&D. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't fall asleep during the day. I don't. I literally never do. But uh, I think after this, I might go take a nap or call it a night, an early night or something uh, to get me some food. I don't know. I gotta be up super freaking early in the morning for work, so. Same. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, I think that about wraps this up. Yeah. Uh, Any closing remarks, Zach, that you want to any words of wisdom? Uh, You want to hear one of the craziest things that happened to me on a trip? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Save it till the end. Um, so, one time, 
I forget how much I took or whatever, but I went to go lay down and um, while I was in bed, didn't have any music or nothing on. And um, in my mind, you know, I'm just thinking of all this crazy shit. Um, I go start thinking about what life would be like, you know, before we had any major technology, you know, light bulbs and stuff like that. You know, just a thought that entered my head. And then next thing I know, like in my head, I was living that life. Like I was out, seemed like Alaska or something like that. It was like snowy and like I was in this cabin and don't remember too much about it other than the fact like I was there. And the next thing that I know, there's this deep vibration, one that like, I kind of heard and felt in my body. And just like a snap of a fingers, I was back in bed here and now, like fully alert, just like snapped out of it like that. So that's almost like uh, there's a meditative state that you can enter that's kind of like a spiritual travel through time and space. And that sounds almost like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I not the you first time that's happened. It's happened at least twice. I think you may have in it unintentionally done that. Huh. Yeah. That would, uh. The vibration that brought me back to my body, it was, I like, I can't describe it. It was like, I don't know if it was something I heard or felt. It was just like massive vibration. Yeah. Well, I say do what you will, but I would definitely kind of look into that a little bit because you might have some untapped potential and skill there. Mm-hmm. So, but oh, yeah. I think that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. When he, uh, like, well, thank you for choice. Yes. Well, no, we played twenty questions when like he's officially like back down. Gotcha. I, I, I'm like could, the interviewer. You could just take him yourself and find out, though. No. You know, <clears throat> we'll eventually get the If you guys want, if I can find it, I have a uh, meditation, Kels, that you can actually walk him through. <laughs> uh, if you want to, like, experiment with it and do that and then walk him through the uh, meditation and, you know, see what's I would be interested. I've definitely done, definitely done a lot of different um, chakra meditation and stuff like that. Um, this one I is particularly a, uh, a uh, astral projection one, and was interrupted by the cats on my face. I sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one particularly is a past lives meditation. Hmm. Yeah, send it my way. Yeah, definitely will. Our way or y'all are friends. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to conclude this episode. Again, thank you for joining us. Yes. Is that the new baby? Yes, this is the new baby. It's super blurry, but it looks super soft. She is. She's a long-haired. Ah, skills. Show him your face. She's got such pretty blue eyes. Yes. They are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So... Until next time. Well, hold um, on. Oh, yeah. We got to do that part. It's like, you can find, you find us on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube. I no longer share what comes in the Mindful Souls boxes. 
Um, I've been making YouTube videos so that you can actually see them, and I am slowly putting up the actual episodes with more pictures on YouTube. So come find us. We post witchy tips and stuff like that on Facebook. I post more pictures um, that go with the episode. If you have a topic that we think we should cover or if we fucked something up, you can email us at thewaywardragons at gmail.com and rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend. Yeah, and if you have a interesting spiritual or otherwise experience with any sort of hallucinogens or mind-altering substances that, you know, aren't chemically induced that will completely destroy your life because you shouldn't do those. Uh, yeah, send it to us and you know, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, we won't share them unless you want us to and we can make you completely anonymous because if the case file yeah. is completely anonymous, so can you. Yep. So, And we are getting into spooky season soon so be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be doing our first crossover here soon. Yep. So, get ready for that, guys. It's about to be spooky season. Pumpkin spice Ooh. flavored everything. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, until then, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And I'm Zach. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>